Hey, this is Mike Zwick from If Not For God podcast. Our show, Stories of Hopelessness Turned Into Hope. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Kingdom Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into Kingdom Pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dillmore. Well, I have to tell you that you should be excited about today's show. I'll tell you why, because... I've never had a show that was so opposed in the history of Kingdom Pursuit. <laughs> we set this show up one time and 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 something mishappened and the next time we couldn't hear each other. So if it goes on today, I am really, really excited because today we have with us Bunny Pounds and Reverend Cruz with Christians Engaged in the Salt and Light Curriculum. Bunny, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you, Robbie, and excited to be with you today. <laughs> Finally, right? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the enemy doesn't want us to talk about activating Christians for America. And what you guys are doing, Reverend Cruz, is you've got this phenomenal set of ways that people can actively do that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll tell you, we have a country to save, so we have to be about our father's business. And so for those who don't know, um, Reverend Cruz is is the senator's father, right? Yes. And and how fun. It's so honored to have you with us. And so, Bunny, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a, a former political consultant for 16 years, and I ran for Congress in 2018 uh, for my former boss's seat. Uh, ended up through an eight-person primary into a two-person runoff. And at the end of that, um, not being as successful as I thought I should have been in that moment, realized that God had another plan for my life after a million dollars spent against myself and my family. And so we uh, really started pursuing the call of God, which was to awaken the church, to motivate the church, and build habits in the body of Christ across the lines, to pray for our city, state, and nation, to pray for our elected officials, to encourage the church to start voting in every election, meaning every local election, every primary. If the church would actually kind of wake up and start going to the polls and taking biblical values to the ballot box, we could absolutely change this country. And then to engage, to start working um, through what the burden of their heart is, and how to activate for our cities, our counties, our state, and our nation. So with the practical understanding that we have from government, we can bring that to the church and activate them. Oh, that's beautiful. And Reverend Cruz, I love the name of salt and light curriculum. So as a reverend, I know that salt and light means a lot to you, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We're living in an insipid world which is in total darkness, and uh, God has called us to be light to the world and to enlighten and awaken those that are in stupor and in darkness. And create a thirst through all kinds of salt. So you guys have maybe not heard my show before, but I always have to tell my 
jokes and my riddles. So this is kind of where that starts. So speaking of salt. Yeah, there you go. So I, you know, had a lot of fun with salt this morning. And of course, in Hebrew, by the way, salt is the word milah, which has very much to do with the covenant. And it's a mm-hmm. wonderful, amazing story. But on the humorous side of salt, okay, I had dinner once with a grandmaster in a restaurant, a, a, a chess grandmaster, Christian. And we were playing on this, I mean, we were eating on a checkered tablecloth, right? It literally took him two hours to pass the salt. <laughs> I know, I know. I told my wife that she looked like a salt shaker. You know how she took that, Christian? No idea. You could say she took it with a grain of salt, but actually she took it as a condiment. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Ketchup or Tabasco. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so what do you call it when salt says hello to pepper? This Paprika? Is similar. You use it around Christmas a lot. It's season's greetings. Oh. 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 <laughs> and maybe you heard about the chef that threw salt, flour, and water in a person's eyes, right? No. He was, he, yeah, he did. He, he threw salt, water, and flour in a person's eyes. He was charged with salt and battering. <laughs> Joy yeah. makes the heart good. Yes, Bobby. it does. And so, what do you call fourteen-year-old salt? If you keep track of it, and give it a birthday every year. What can you call it once it turns fourteen, Christian? I don't have any idea. I guess it's uh, it's become teenage salt. You're right, a saltine. <laughs> saltine cracker. <laughs> <laughs> So you knew at the end of the shenanigans, I actually would have a Bible riddle for you. So we have that today. And so the question for today that you can call in and win at 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, if you can tell us whose wife was assaulted in the Bible. Whose wife was assaulted? I see what you did there. In the Bible, if you can guess that. Christian, tell them what they'll win. They're going to win one of the fabulous prizes from our Kingdom Pursuit Prize Vault. All you have to do is call in at 866-348-7884 and tell us whose wife was assaulted in the Bible. I'm not thinking that's too hard. (laughs) But anyway, she was a pillar. No, I... I Anyway, uh, getting back to... Real salt and light. So, Bunny, um, I love these, like, there's curriculums that you guys do, right? Yeah, we've kind of, the question, Robbie, that everybody asks in the nation is, what do I do as a Christian to impact America? So, step one with Christians Engage is to take our pledge to pray, vote, engage on our website. And we're going to send people prayers every Monday. We're going to activate them with four texts and four emails around every election, and then we're going to help them go through our on-ramp to civic engagement seminar, which is the first step of activating for the nation. Um, We just created a whole new curriculum, Salt and Light, How to Impact Our Local Communities. 
Because the biggest thing, the biggest threat right now to our families and the Christian church at large in America is the assault on our children in public education and these school boards and city councils that want to take away our freedom. So this whole curriculum, eight hours, teaches not only the theology of loving your city, but we teach through uh, county government explained, city government explained, school boards and education, how to run a local campaign, how to actually become your homeowners association president, how to go to your chamber of commerce, really how to get the church out of the building. Because we believe the church has to get activated in this hour of history in our local communities and carry the gospel with us wherever we go. Oh, I love that. It's that's that's a beautiful picture. So Reverend Cruz, your your um thoughts on these videos, on this curriculum, I'm sorry. Well, you know, the Bible says in Hosea forty four six, my people perish for lack of knowledge. It is amazing that uh, how uninvolved the church is. Uh, as a matter of fact, America is in the mess it is today because of the church's uninvolvement in our civic society. You know, we have mistakenly taken this idea of separation of church and state, which is neither in the Bible nor in the Constitution nor in the Declaration, and the pastors have divorced themselves from the civic arena. And as a result, you know, Proverbs 29, 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. When the wicked bear it through, people mourn. But if the righteous are not voting, if the righteous are not even running for office, then what's left? The wicked electing the wicked. And that's what's been happening in America. And the church is primarily at fault. We need to get engaged. Oh, yes, we do. And I, I love the whole idea of of prayer and that's a big part of the way of making people thirsty so we're going to get a whole lot more on this whole salt issue we got buddy is calling in with an answer about who he thinks might be um the poor guy whose wife was assaulted in the bible so we got all that coming up stay tuned you're listening to the truth network and truthnetwork.com Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we're so blessed to have with us today Bunny Pounds and Reverend Cruz, who are with Christians Engaged and the Salt and Light Curriculum. We got a whole lot coming up with them. But right now we got Buddy Turner, who has an answer for us about the poor guy whose wife was turned into salt. Who was that, Buddy? Well, the guy was lost. And his wife is the one who was turned into a pillar of salt. That's a tragic story, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I've thought about that and thought about it and thought about it. Like, why do you think, I'm really curious, what, what are your thoughts on why he, why she was turned into salt? Well, I guess it would have been that she was so... Uh, attached to the things of the world that she was leaving behind and she her heart just wasn't ready to let go i'm sure that that you're right that's connected to it in some way it's just always been a mystery 
like, man, that there's some kind of real message here that I need to get. <laughs> I don't want that. Do you? I mean, that, that's a hard way to go. But I, I, I really appreciate you listening, buddy, and, and calling in today. God bless you. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate your program. Oh. It's a blessing to me. Oh, I'm so glad you listened. I'm going to put you back on hold and make sure they get you something out of our prize vault. Thank you, buddy. God bless. Thank you. All right. Well, getting back to Bunny Pounds and Reverend Cruz. So, Reverend, I'm curious your thoughts on why she was turned to a pillar of salt. Well, you know, salt, you said it earlier, salt is used in a covenant. The Bible talks about a covenant of salt. And, if, you know, we need to be in covenant with God, and that means he needs to be first, not second, not some of the time, but all of the time. We are in an everlasting covenant, and we as Christians, that covenant has been sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. And if you lose your saltiness, then, right, it, it, people don't get thirsty, and and therein is a big part of why I'm so grateful for what you guys are doing and and certainly for the emphasis on prayer because obviously god's going to be the one that changes hearts right reverend well i'll tell you what we need to understand that yes we must start with prayer but you know prayer we cannot you know uh, let me tell you the biggest cop out we have in christendom today is god is in control we find Christians all over that use that statement to justify doing nothing. That is not biblical. God has given us the stewardship responsibility over this earth. We live in the greatest country on the face of the earth, a country that God set apart for his glory, and we got a stewardship responsibility over this country. So yes, we must start with prayer. But after the amen, we need to get off our knees and put feet to our prayers. Prayer is not the end. Prayer is just the opening of the door for us to get engaged. That's the purpose of Christians engaged. We must get engaged when we get off our knees. Yeah, just like Moses. <laughs> you know, he was standing there with the Egyptians heading right at him, right? And he was praying. God was like, uh, stand up. It's time to do something, right? It, it, yes, it, that's right. And and it's interesting if you read that passage in Exodus, which I was studying it this morning, that God didn't wait on Moses to ask a lot of stuff. God was speaking to Moses all the way through it while he was doing. And in, in other words, his heart had to be turned to WGOD or otherwise, you know, it would have been a really bad day <laughs> for the Israelites. But there was a lot involved that Moses had to do in order for God to do what he was going to do, right? That's right. That's right. And so that's absolutely beautiful. And clearly, Bunny, you, you've taken the bull by the horns there, or, or as the case may be, the elephant. Yes. <laughs> by the tusks or, or whatever might be going on, you know. Um, and, and so uh, how, did, how did it go from prayer in your life to just like, man, it just seems like you're totally engaged. Well, for me, I started as a homeschooling mom that just had a burden for um, really? the sanctity of life issue and the unborn. And I started uh, getting involved. I had a, a church, actually, in our community that opened up their doors, and they taught us 
exactly what we're teaching of how to get involved. And I went to a state convention for a political party, and I testified in front of a platform committee on a school choice issue as a homeschooling mom. This is back in 2004. And, you know, I never would imagine that 20 years later I'd be nominated by David Barton to represent Texas on the national platform committee as his female counterpart. But that's how God does things. He moves us from a place of prayer um, to a burden, and then we go to him and say, God, how can we be a part of the answer? And we become intercession. We become walking prayer. And we're dealing, Robbie, with two different kinds of Christians. We're, we're communicating with a Christian in this hour that have a biblical worldview, that know the Word of God, and they're trying to figure out how to activate for their nation. And then we have Christians that do not have a biblical worldview. They do not know the teachings of the Bible. They are starting to turn themselves to the Lord, or they just are in places where they're not getting the full knowledge of the Word of God. And we have to bring them into the understanding of what biblical values and biblical worldview actually are. So our ministry is a discipleship ministry with an activation component, and people can connect with us and start praying, voting, and engaging regularly and get into these classes that will actually teach them what this generation needs right now. Yeah, because one, one of the things that, you know, honestly just really concerns me personally, and, and I've talked to you know, several politicians on the issue is, man, the integrity of the vote itself, right? And on, from what they all tell me, it's the local elections that make all that happen, right? Absolutely. Our county, county government, um, and they appoint and or hire the elections administrators. And every county person needs to be engaged in that space. I mean, we have a lot of voter fraud with uh, mail-in ballots. All of our state legislators should uh, be bringing in heavy election integrity bills. Um, but we have to be engaged, but we cannot stop. The problem is that Christians are not any better than the general public on actually showing up. If we actually showed up, we could dwarf even what the election fraud issues are and win outrightly, right? So that is not an excuse to not show up, and Christians have to start showing up. I mean, a lot of these city elections, Robbie, are 3% of the population. It is absolutely imperative that one church in a city could take an election, and we have to be those people in in those communities. Are you serious? 3% (laughs) in city elections of the population is all that shows up? Yeah, the national average is 3 to 8%. In my city in Garland, Texas, where I resided for over 25 years, a huge Dallas suburb, 250,000 people, only 1.3% of the population actually votes in city elections. That's the issue we have. One megachurch with 1,000 people in that city could have taken a mayoral election. So the reality of how important your vote is and how much it is quantified in local elections and primaries and primary runoff. You know, I lost a primary runoff by 2,700 votes out of 43,000 votes. If, if 16 churches that I spoke in during that primary had showed up and voted, I would be in the Congress right now promoting Jesus in the U.S. Capitol. So we can talk about we want more 
public servants that are Christians, but what are we doing about it? Are we supporting them? Are we getting behind them? Are we adopting candidates? Are we pursuing liberty in our nation? And that's what Christians Engage is trying to help people do step by step. Uh, Again, to be totally transparent, I I don't think I've ever voted in a city election. I don't think I even knew when a city election was. Well, Well, we want to help people. Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead, Fabio. Well, you know, that is the problem. People may know when the general election is, but city elections or county elections, school board elections are at different times, and uh, those things are not publicized, so most people don't have a clue. And if they're not engaged, and, you know, especially, there is no election more important today than school boards. Our children are being indoctrinated into transgenderism and all kinds of abominations in our schools. And most people don't even know when school board elections are. And let me tell you, the ungodly are very aware because they want to control every area of society. So we must get engaged. And Robbie, Robbie, that's what we do with our pledge. When people take our pledge, they're going to get four texts and four emails around every election. And so we communicate on a statewide level how they can go to their county elections website and find that date and put it on their calendar and activate for those city elections. And we teach them how to research their ballot and how to go in more prepared than any American in this country. Really? And and so you once you've got that, you know, county website even though they're all over the country, you help them research um, people that are in that election in that county? So we give uh, Christians uh, simple steps, like find your county a website, put that election, they publicize them a year in advance usually, put that on your calendar now, like all the city elections and local elections. Bunny, I hate we got to go to a break and I don't want to cut you off because this is vital information. I could see how awesome. So... When you come back, we're going to hear more on how you can find out. Wow, I'm learning so much. Thank you, guys. We'll be back with more Kingdom Pursuits in just a moment. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And certainly we have some passionate folks with us today, Bunny Pounds and Reverend Raphael Cruz with Christians Engaged and the Salt and Light curriculum. Like how fun. And wow, their website, again, we have it linked there at kingdompursuits.com. So if you're wondering like me, like, how do I find out about... Uh, you know, these local elections and how do I take this pledge and all this stuff? Well, I've made it easy. All you have to do is to go to kingdompursuits.com and there you're going to see the whole Christians Engaged in Salt and Light curriculum idea. And you can just click on that link and you can take the pledge and all that stuff just like they have right there at the website. So, Bunny, when we left our hero, you were explaining how, like, man, so I've got a local county election. I didn't even know what was going on. And Here's this list of candidates so I can put it on my calendar and, and, and begin to research these people to find out who they are. How do I do that? Yeah, so 
when you take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage, you're going to get emails every week uh, from us on prayer, voting, and engagement. It's the basic education emails. And then every state is being communicated on, on every election. So when Oklahoma just started local elections, different counties sometimes have them in different times. But we communicate on a statewide level. We'll send them four texts and four emails of how to put that on their calendar, research their ballot, and to go in 98% more engaged than anybody else. Because um, these nonpartisan races, really every race, a lot of the candidates say what they believe out of their own mouth in their own press releases, their websites, their social media feeds. So really, Robbie, a Christian could sit down in 20, 25 minutes and research their ballot, look at the candidates, and look at who's supporting them, and look at what they say about their own you know, policy positions, and go in much more informed than anybody else. And then with, as we get into primaries next year, we will be educating every state on their primary dates, their runoff dates, the presidential election, and any special election or runoffs or anything that's happening from a federal or state level. So we give you the information of how to make sure that you go in prepared and make sure you never forget an election again. That's what we do at Christians Gate. Wow, that's that's really helpful stuff. So, Reverend Cruz, um, your view on the same issue? Well, you know, we need to realize that so many, so few people are voting. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, George Barna, who does surveys among evangelical Christians, has uh, reported that fifty percent, fifty percent of all Christians who go to church are not even registered to vote. Wow. Half of them. And of those that are registered to vote, only half of them are voting. And, uh, and so 25% of Christians are going to the polls. And like Bonnie said a minute ago, if Christians will just show up and vote, and vote for biblical values, we could take every position in government from state sweeper to the White House. It is our responsibility. And again, I want to emphasize what I said before. We have a stewardship responsibility over America. But, you know, I am encouraged. I am encouraged because with with what we have seen in Asbury, with the revival that is taking place at that college campus, that has spread across America. And we see here in Texas, we got a couple of uh, A&M University, there are a couple of thousand students meeting on a night, daily basis. And, you know, if you look historically, the first Great Awakening gave us the American Revolution. The second Great Awakening gave us the Emancipation Proclamation. I see the beginnings of a third Great Awakening, and I believe that it's going to lead to a political awakening when Christians open their eyes and realize that they have to take responsibility for our future. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful message because, you know, my daughter calls it adulting. <laughs> that you got to get so much adulting in and every day, you know, when it, when it comes to responsibility. And I, you know, we have a tendency to just live our lives and not do very much adulting. But one of the things that we could really do on this thing, I, I mean, because as as a citizen, right? God gave us this wonderful country that obviously 
our forefathers died that we would have these freedoms, you know, and all these people that went ahead yeah. of us. And now it's our responsibility, right, Bunny? Absolutely. And Christians, we have so much power in our hands um, that we just put on a shelf, right? And if we think of our civic duties as part of our discipleship life, you know, we have financial peace. We talk about our finances. We talk about our marriages. We talk about all these places in our life that we're trying and conforming into the image of Christ through His grace. But just to pray as a believer and say, God, I want to be a better citizen of this nation. I want to be an impact in my generation. How can I do that? Well, just taking these needs to the Lord in prayer. Um, When you're watching the news, praying through the news, praying for your government officials, regardless of political parties, you know, showing up at the polls every time the doors are open, right? Like <laughs> we did when we showed up at church in the younger younger years. Uh, and then praying, God, what is what are you calling me into, and how can I impact the people in my community and start moving into that, and we can help mentor you into the spot that God's called you to in that in this moment. So was there somebody that came alongside of you, Bunny, that made all that impact? Absolutely. I had so many people in my life. Um, Rafael Cruz has been one of those fathers in my life that has pushed me forward. But, you know, when I first was a young mom, I was at a, a big, large state convention, and a city councilman who was a believer, a homeschooling dad in my city, was also there. And I said to him, I said, Randy, how are you involved in all this? How do you homeschool your kids, are an elder at your church, you're on the city council in our city, and you're involved in the political parties as well. How do you do all this? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, how can I not do it? How can I not do it? And then as a 28-year-old mom, he turned around to me and, and thanked me. He said, young woman, we need you here. We need you on the front lines of the battle. We can't do this alone any longer. And I, he honored me for even showing up. And that's when I knew if we could motivate Christians to get involved and be staffers and political consultants and candidates and elected officials and activists, we can absolutely change everything. And that's the calling of my life is to activate the church in those areas. Yeah, and clearly you've put some feet to that, <laughs> you know, by creating this organization. And, and you guys have some amazing people that are teaching these online courses, right? We do. Every class has about 10 to 12 different guests. Um, We're producing, um, we're launching in two weeks our Leadership of Nehemiah class. It's 16 videos on the book of Nehemiah, where I teach chronologically through the book and teach through the leadership qualities of the book. We're producing this year Biblical Justice. We just interviewed David Barton uh, for that um, just yesterday, producing Biblical Economics and Biblical Worldview that will all be out this year. So as people engage with us, they get our voting reminders. They'll also get all of our classes as they come out. And all of them are very inexpensive. They're just $29 for an individual or family. And you can do them at your own pace and get educated on how to actually impact the nation and to be a better biblical citizen. Oh, yeah. And 
And Reverend uh, Nehemiah seems to be a, a great place to start biblically, right, with this whole idea. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and note there's something very interesting that we need to learn from Nehemiah. Two things. Number one, he everybody worked in front of their house. They didn't have to be scattered all over the place. Every pla- Everybody had a specific place to build the wall. And they moved bricks with one hand, and they held the sword with the other hand. So just because they were working, they did not just put aside their defense and the sword. Oh, we gotta, go, we gotta go to another break, I'm sorry, but right in the middle of that. So we're gonna come back with more from Nehemiah and Raphael Cruz, uh, Reverend Raphael and Bunny, when we come back, stay tuned. We live in an on-demand world, time, weather, meals, and content. That's why the Truth Network has the Truth Podcast Network. Some of your favorite Truth Network programs, plus some that are podcast only. Rich content that is rich in the word. If Not For God podcast with Mike Swick, God takes men from rock bottom to the kingdom of God and turns hopelessness to hope. Stories to encourage you what might have been if not for God. If Not For God podcast with Mike Swick at truthnetwork.com. My husband, Alex Hussey, was hit by an IED in Afghanistan. I was playing man in foot patrol, and I slept on the bomb. Lost my legs and my left hand in an explosion. And he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. There are so many mountains to climb, and we do it together. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. Seeing Alex learning how to snow ski, that's life-changing. DAV provides a lifetime of support to veterans of every generation, helping more than a million veterans each year. Alex did it. He skied down this mountain. That's something he won't forget. With the right support, there are no limits. To see him on that slope and smiling like that, we'll be taking this home. This has meant so much. Thank you, DAV. Alex Hussey, thank you for your service. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And we are really, really blessed today, finally, to get this. <laughs> we've tried for a month to get this show together, but God finally uh, pushed through. As as we're like Nehemiah, we got to stand in front of our house with a sword. Uh, Bunny Pounds and Reverend Cruz with Christians Engaged and the Salt and Light Curriculum. And I, boy, I am so enlightened today i hope i become more salty as a as a result of listening to all this is is fascinating to me and when we lift our hero uh reverend you were talking about i loved what nehemiah has had all those people with the sword in front of their house right in front of their own house so everybody needs to bloom where they are planted we're not calling people to go do things that are difficult or strange to them Bloom where you're planted, in your local so in your local place. Be light, because there's a lot of darkness. And I'll tell you what, just getting informed puts you so far ahead of the majority of the population. You know, there are three people, three kinds of people in the world. 
They are those who make things happen. They are those who watch things happen. And then there are those that say, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, there are too many on that third class. Oh, absolutely. And, and clearly, Bunny, you have a passion for Nehemiah. So, wow, you've got all those weeks coming up of, of that study. What, what did God show you in Nehemiah that just kind of blew your mind? Well, he was an incredible, humble man who realized, even as a cupbearer, the king, the Persian king, a foreign nation, that he had a place of authority, and he prayed. He was a man of prayer, even as he was asking the the king for his resources to go back to repair the walls. He was praying and seeking God in that moment through prayer and fasting. Uh, Nehemiah was a revivalist. He was a gatherer. He gathered people around the Word. He put them in their place, and he repaired the wall in 52 days. 52 days, he went into a city uh, and caused people to want to activate uh, to repair their portion of the wall, and he kept them focused on it while enemies were around them trying to discourage them and deceive them. And I think there's so many things in the leadership qualities of this man that we can emulate in our generation. And so, yeah, this class will be out in two weeks, so if people take the pledge to pray, vote, and engage and get in our system... Um, they'll get the notices of that uh, when it releases April 3rd. But it's 16 videos on the Book of Nehemiah with discussion questions and PDFs um, for people to use in small groups or in their own family. How fun. That's amazing. So, so Bunny, we only got about four or five minutes left. Um, what did you want to get said today that we hadn't given you a chance to say? Well, there's two different things happening in the body of Christ right now. One is that we're abandoning the Word of God, and we're abandoning the presence of God. And I just want to stir every Christian, you know, we all have our place of influence. Some of us are in education, business, media, uh, we're we're moms, we're grandkids, uh, grandparents. Wherever your place is, seek Jesus more, walk with Him more in intimacy with Him. The, the story of my life is that I walked with members of Congress for over 20 years, and I was able to teach them the Bible and teach them to depend on the Lord. And we all have those places that we can stand and be leaders, and that's what God's calling us to right now. And we would love to help you with that at ChristiansEngage.org with all of our podcasts, our, our show, our articles, and our, our resources to be those leaders that God's called you to be. Just awesome. And Reverend Cruz, how about you? Hello. Yeah. Can you hear me? Reverend Cruz? Did we lose him? We must have lost him. Well, I hate we did that because he was so awesome. (laughs) What what, what Raphael would tell you. Oh, there he is. Raphael. Can you hear us, Raphael? Apparently not, Bunny, so you're going to have to take us out. Well, what Rafael would tell you is coming from Cuba and experienced communist Cuba and coming to the land of freedom, nowhere in no other country would you have a man who immigrated here from Cuba, knew, learned the Word of God, and his son became a U.S. senator in the form of U.S. Senator Ted Cruz. There's no other country that is that great. So therefore, we need to be responsible for the country that the Lord has given us and protect the liberty for a future generation. Yeah, what a neat story, right? And, and and clearly, you know, the senator had that 
that you know you can hear his Hello. passion. Yes, can you hear us now? <laughs> oh, it's a challenge. Back to back to uh, what happened the first time, but nonetheless, um, we are so grateful for this. Again, the website. One more time, money. Christiansengage.org. Christiansengage.org, and that's Christians with an S, engaged with a D. Dot org. Um, take the pledge to pray, vote, engage, and check out all of our classes. Right. And as well, you can just go to kingdompursuits.com. And there we have it linked there as well. Thank you so much, Bunny, for being with us today. And please thank uh, Pastor Cruz for us. That was awesome. I will. Thank you so much, Robbie, for having us on. Oh, my pleasure. And now we're so grateful for you guys listening today. You got so much truth coming at you. You got an encouraging prayer. Very good episode with James Banks, followed by The Masculine Journey. Starts here now, 12 o'clock in Winston-Salem. And then everybody gets to man up with Nikita Koloff at 12 o'clock. It's time to man up with the Russian nightmare. So much truth coming at you on the Truth Network. This is the Truth Network.